0: This is going to be a fun discussion, I think. We talk a lot about politicians in this country, and I know a lot of you don't have a very high regard (laughs) for the politicians. How would you feel about having more, like twice as many at the federal level? Would that make things better or worse? I'm, I know what you're yelling at the radio right now, but let's hear this out. It's a very interesting idea. It comes from Howard Anglin, a postgraduate researcher at Oxford, uh, previously Deputy Chief of Staff to Prime Minister Stephen Harper, Principal Secretary to the Premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney, a lawyer. I mean, he's been involved in conservative politics for a very long time. Um, Howard, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you very much for
0: having me said uh, I got to admit I think you know most of us would assume that smaller government is sort of the bedrock of uh, conservative movements everywhere this seems to fly in the face of that in a way uh, you're advocating for not only more MPs but double the number of MPs in the House of Commons
1: yes well it, it was a slightly tongue-in-cheek <laughs> thought experiment of, 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 of an article. It was really, it was responding to an earlier article, uh, which was also very thoughtful and very good, which said, look, we, we need a small House of Commons. Uh, House of Commons, federal politics is mostly just a waste of time and money. Let's let's just cut the number. 338 MPs is too many. I don't recall that they specified a, a number. I think they said something like cut 40, go back to what it was, say, 20 years ago. Uh, would we be worse governed? And I don't think we would be worse governed with 300 versus 338. But it got me thinking, and it's an idea I've had for a while because I'm living here in the U.K. where Parliament is 650th. I started thinking, well, just adjusting it by 10% probably doesn't affect the way we're governed. But there are certain benefits, I've noticed, of the U.K. system with a much bigger House of Commons. Um, And so maybe if we doubled, I would speak doubled as an arbitrary number because it gets us close to where the U.K. is, and it's also easy to just split every riding in half. You don't have to worry about apportioning between provinces and getting into that whole constitutional quagmire. Um, so, well, there's certain benefits to actually having a lot more MPs and uh, go into what uh, sort of three main benefits uh, in the piece. I'm happy to discuss them.
0: Yeah, and one of the points that you make, I think, is a great point. Basically, you increase the talent pool that we can draw from to put people yeah. in ministries, right? I mean, above all else, we have more choice uh, in terms of who we want making decisions.
1: Yeah. So when a prime minister uh, comes to make their cabinet, they have to choose from the MPs that voters have have provided them. And so if you look at uh, Justin Trudeau when when they had a majority, or when Harper had a majority, it's about a it was about 160 odd uh, when Harper had a majority. I think when Trudeau had it, it was about 170 something. Um, that's not a lot to choose from. But if you double that number and get closer to what, say Boris Johnson in the UK had to choose from here, where I think they have about 360 something MPs. You just have a much deeper talent pool, and when in Canada, when you're making a cabinet, you have to consider all sorts of um, box-checking um, representational yes, considerations. Sure. So, uh, and the biggest of that is regional. I mean, if you want a balance of uh, of gender, you want a, a, a racial balance that reflects Canada generally. Um, but the the real tough one is often. Regional. So, if you're yeah. only elected with one MP in the Maritimes, guess who's in cabinet? You get, <laughs> Trudeau gets one MP. One MP in Alberta. Guess who's in cabinet? Um, I think when Harper won a majority, he had six MPs from Quebec. Five of them ended up in cabinet, and the odd one out ended up as chair of the Quebec caucus. Um, so, if you double the number of MPs, it means you'd have. I think I put it in my piece. Hopefully, a little less tokenism, uh, regional tokenism, and a little more merit in appointments.
0: Okay. And I agree with you completely. I mean, the more talent we have to choose from, the better that's going to be. But if we increase the the amount of talent, that also means we increase the amount of uh, deadweight, untalented backbenchers, people. I mean, (laughs) call it whatever you want. I don't want to be. Unnecessarily cruel to these people, um, but we also have more of them. I mean, what what's the upside to that?
1: Yeah, well, I think so, candidly, there's a real upside to that. Um, one of the recurring criticisms, criticisms you hear of the Canadian parliamentary system is that the Prime Minister's office and uh, the government in general has far too much control over the caucus and the backbench, far more than you get in, in any other um, Westminster system. I mean, I can't recall the last time a federal NDP, MP voted against the party line and wouldn't keep the yeah, party yeah. uh, on anything. I mean, even on trivial matters, uh, with things that might interest their region. Um, the liberals are probably the second most disciplined, and then the conservatives have, uh, they have a stronger tradition of having things like free votes and conscience votes uh, on more issues, so you get a little more um you you get a little more uh breaking from the party line in the conservative party but still nothing like you get in the uh in the uk and certainly not like you get in the united states um but having a lot more mps having a much larger backbench gives that backbench a certain amount of power um and in the uk they have something in the conservative party called the 1922 club and it's it's separate to a caucus of just the backbench and they protect their independence as a backbench pretty fiercely. And because they have the numbers, they have, they have a lot more power than they have here. And that includes a lot of people who realize they'll never be in cabinet. Because governments in Canada, if you take, say, I don't know, say 160 MPs, 170 MPs in the majority, about a third of them, actually maybe a little more, uh, are either in cabinet or parliament secretaries, sort of um, associate cabinet understudies. Um, another, and virtually everybody else there, uh, thinks that they're going to be in the next cabinet shuffle. So yeah. everybody is, has incentive to behave well, do what the leader says, do what the, uh, prime minister says, uh, toe the party line, because that's your ticket to cabinet. In the UK, if you've got 360 MPs, a good 180 of them have a pretty good, uh, chance of never being in cabinet and they know it. And that frees them up to actually, um, Represent their constituents, or their own, or their conscience, or their own views a lot more freely, and they don't really have to worry about being whipped because they can't be bought by the, uh, uh, the prospect of a cabinet position being dangling in front of them.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that speaks to your third point, which you know, the the, the house is, is is essentially there for the purpose of oversight. More eyes means more yeah. oversight, and more independence provides more oversight, right?
1: Yeah. It it, it also because you have more people who won't be in cabinet, they find other ways to be productive in parliament. And so, for example, the committee system. So every bill that goes through parliament uh, gets studied by a, cap- by a parliamentary committee. And in the case system, that's um, often a pretty superficial process. Um, not always. And there are some good backbench MPs that take that seriously. Yeah. But mo- more often than not, it the votes break down along party lines, um, and the scrutiny is... If not directly controlled, then sort of indirectly controlled by by the government um, or by the leaders' offices and the opposition parties. In the UK, you have um, a lot more people that see themselves then as a career backbencher, and their their value add to the parliamentary system is being a honest or providing honest scrutiny of bills and real feedback, and um, they they can have more in depth analysis um, because they have. Bigger committees. um, And again, having more talent to choose cabinet, you also have more talent than they go to the committees. You have a lot of people Mm -hmm. who have a lot more experience um, of life, um, more lawyers, more accountants, more people's um, specialties and special experience and expertise uh, that they can then bring to the scrutiny of legislation and and to the budget and of government behavior. Uh, So you you have more, I think the way I put it is uh, if you have a bigger House of Commons, you have fewer sheep and more watchdogs.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, I, as you know, Howard, I'm getting a ton of text from our listeners. Oh, sure. Just more money. We're throwing more money at government. Why are we going to spend so much money if we were to double the amount of MPs? How, we're talking about a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the overall budget, right?
1: Oh, it would be about something like one. okay, the, the proposal uh, that I was responding to talked about cutting 40 MPs to save money. Yeah. And I calculated that would be that savings would be one one seventeen thousand seven hundred and fiftieth of the budget. Uh so divide the budget into seventeen thousand seven hundred and fifty parts and be one of those parts. Um so adding more would be probably one ten thousandth of the budget. Uh but I I note at the end, one thing that again, it's counterintuitive, um but I think a lot of people that have worked in politics um mm. share this view. The, having more members of parliament or more cabinet ministers in cabinet doesn't necessarily mean a bigger government overall. Right. That just means a bigger cabinet or a bigger caucus. Yeah. What actually provides is more oversight of how money is spent. So from a this is from a partisan political point of view, I liked having more conservative cabinet ministers because that meant more conservative political staff who yeah. were ensuring that the the hundreds of billions of dollars being spent by the government was being spent in a way that was consistent with our party platform and our party values and that Canadians elected the party uh, to carry out. Um, Fewer people uh, means that the bureaucracy has a lot more uh, power. And as a a conservative, the bureaucracy isn't always aligned with our interests. And I liked having more oversight of that. I liked knowing where grants were going. I I liked uh, knowing... um, what organizations we were, we we're giving money to. I, I I like knowing that, and you need more yeah. people to that. that oversight because it's just such an enormous um, machine otherwise, and <laughs> it grinds along at its own pace and follows its own will unless you have people overseeing it. So having more MPs actually means a better chance to call in Christopher Freeland as when the budget's there and really grill her on every line of the budget. Right, yeah. And I, I think that serves gained interest. And I think... You can actually end up with smaller, or at least better and more responsive government, if you have more people who are looking over the shoulder of the government.
0: It's a very, very uh, interesting premise, Howard. I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. I encourage people to read it. It's,
0: it's nothing else. It's a thought exercise. It is, yeah.
1: People to think about how how our system works and how it might be made better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it is food for thought. Thanks so much, Howard. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Shay. That is Howard Anglin, postgraduate researcher currently at Oxford University. As I say, though, Deputy Chief of Staff to Prime Minister Stephen Harper, Principal Secretary to Premier Jason Kenney, a lawyer. He's been around politics a long time. And and, and, I, and I, I see the knee-jerk reaction, and I had the exact same thing. When I when I read the headline yesterday and I started reading the piece to get ready for the interview, I was like, really? More MPs? Come on, it's the last thing we need. But, you know what, he has some pretty salient points in there that sort of make you think, oh, okay, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's making a point.